thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Oh, wonderful listeners. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And thank you for joining us again this week and this episode. Um, we're pretty rocking and rolling through this year. This is an interesting point to check in with you guys that are listening to see just how you are all going with uh, your visions and dreams for 2017 um, because this is where we're at. We're at this incredible sort of six-month mark of the year. We just celebrated 1st of July. So, you know, you're either looking at a year that's uh, half full or half empty. That's that tipping point we're at right now. So today's episode is really about um, what we're going to call sort of a mindset makeover or how to sort of rejig your mojo and get everything uh, back into that sparkly inspired space so that you can get the very, very best out of this year. Because as you know, Andrew, if we don't have a check-in at this point, we suddenly get to towards the end of the year, we're going, oh my God, it's nearly Christmas. What have I done or what haven't I done? And um, for some people that can be incredibly disappointing. Yeah, I definitely don't want another year just to kind of pass by and go, you know, where did that go? Um, I'm already wondering where the last six months went. And although (laughs) we've had a massive six months and, you know, so much stuff has changed at the same time, it's like, I should always be doing more I, and I always have that feeling, um, which is probably not a positive thing. <laughs> oh, but you, you just said it right there, should. You know, it's so much of our life is, mm-hmm. is hinged on that word should. I should be doing this or we're comparing ourselves to others or we're even just comparing ourselves to ourselves from maybe a year before or two years before based on previous successes or failures, whether whatever you're comparing mm-hmm. it to. Um, but isn't it incredible how we look back even comparing to ourselves? It can be so damn hard as girls onto our on our own, you know, life and experiences and expectations. I know I don't have a a set point for what a child should do to my life, but I certainly had some expectations (laughs) of myself. And um, in some ways I matched them and in other ways I didn't meet up to them and and it left me in this limbo zone. So I know you've you've had, like, I mean, we've both done incredible things in the last six months and we should really just say, hey, pat on the backs for ourselves. But at the same time, what we want to do today is sort of talk to you ladies about this thing that it doesn't matter who you are or where you are in your life, um, it's always important to check back in and see where your mindset and your headspace is at because it's so easy to get caught up in the funk of life. You know, just mm. I did say funk like F-U-N-K right there. So, oh! <laughs> you know, That's definitely what I heard. Don't worry. <laughs> no, it's just like, hang on, just in case you're recording and you hear that. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> no, but that that's it, you know, and, and just sort of say um, how we quickly can get caught in that fog. You'll use the word fog, that's a nice word. Um, and we sometimes just don't know how to get ourselves out of it because I know you you wanted to do this one today because a little bit of it mirrors some of the things that's been happening with your life too, Andy. Hey, what's, what is it that, you know, you've been going through? I think we should all share these personal stories because if everything's just, you know, roses and rainbows, we think that there's this glorified, beautiful world like Instagram style, but, you know, we're real people. We have real stuff that happens and um, we can learn from that. Yeah, and I think that there was a a couple of reasons why we wanted to do this episode. One is because um, I think it helps to break down that illusion that we are perfect. (laughs) Um, You know, I have patients ask me all the time, oh, you know, do you ever eat sugar or would you ever have an alcoholic drink or something like that? And the answer is yes, of course, because I'm a a normal human being. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, just to kind of share in – 
the journey of how things take their toll and steps back out of, you know, say slumps or holes that we can get ourselves into. And this episode was a little bit um, self-indulgent for me as well because uh, over the last six months, like I said at the start, we've had a massive year. You know, I've opened a brand new practice um, or, or kind of, I guess, almost two brand new practices. Um, I'm still studying full time. We have you know, Ash and I were organizing one of our statewide conferences in May. Um, there's been so much travel. There's been, you know, so much stuff happening and I'm still trying to um, function as a normal human being. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and living from to-do lists, living from my emails, living from, you know, like so much pressure and it seems so constant and unrelenting. And then I, over the last couple of weeks, I've sort of got to this point where everything was um, definitely taking its toll on my energy levels um on my physical body but also on my mindset as well mm. and I felt like um th- the best way for me to describe it is um almost completely complacent um so n- not content with anything and I don't know if you've heard of that term that French term ash um it's the, probably the best way I can describe it it's called ennui and it's, gosh no you're so cultured <laughs> I mean I lived in Europe but I didn't know what the ennui I, I met many ennuis they were very handsome but not uh, ennui so it, and, uh, I I'm probably pronouncing it terribly my little yeah. sister Joanna will probably cringe at that but um essentially it's kind of like this sense of low mood, complete lackluster, um, feeling like weary and kind of discontented. Could we, and- could we sort of maybe translate that to like something like stagnation, you know, that plateau yeah, where you just kind of hit this yeah, stuck I- in the mud stage of life? I think that's probably a good way to describe it. And I don't want to be, um, I don't want to say, you know, there was a point of, point of burnout because it definitely wasn't that, but it was definitely a change from what I was used to. And I was certainly noticing things like I was relying on coffee for my energy levels quite dramatically. Um, I was wanting sugar constantly. Um, I definitely had that very like low mood a lot of the time. And I was spending so much time just trying to conjure as much energy as I could to then give that to my patients. And because that is always the most important part of my day and the pe- the person that is right in front of me is always the one and only thing that exists in that moment, um, I found that I was having to do so much more to conjure that energy required for that interaction than what I've had to do before that. Um, and then in turn, once I'd finished for the day, I was using all sorts of things just for kind of escapism. So just, you know, opting for like mindless activities to distract myself from the amount of stuff that I had going on. Isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And how many of you girls listening are in maybe care-based professions where you're giving, 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 and it's so easy to sometimes get to a point physically, mentally, energetically where you've given so often and so much and without replenishing your own stores, suddenly now you're in debt. You know, you're in that energy debt. And that sounds Mm -hmm. kind of like what you're talking about here where anyone, you know, you can work in childcare, you can be in any based profession that gives to others where you're of service 
customers. And funny enough, before long, if you're not receiving, restoring and replenishing, it's so quick to work down that pathway towards burnout. And it literally is a burnout, isn't it? We talk about adrenal fatigue, adrenal exhaustion. The fact that you were reaching mm. for sugar and caffeine is so much more about that adrenal system just being overloaded and you're now substituting to try and bring those, well, literally to Definitely. pick up your mojo. And um, mm. that's, you know, that comes so much. I mean, we can't run on high inspiration, high passion, high <laughs> desire all day long, every day. There are always, it's inevitable. Life is life. We're always going to hit a plateau. We're always going to get to a point where we stagnate a little. Um, the, I think the really important part here is that you've recognized it. Uh, you've, you've, you've acknowledged where you're at. You've honored where you're at. Instead of, well, hey, I'm here. Um, you could keep burning the candle both ends or you can introduce some of the practices that can get you out of that funky space. Yeah, definitely. And Ash, I know that you have gone through like a major upheaval as well. You know, the fact that now that you're a mum, you've got an infant um, oh. <laughs> and life is completely different to what yeah, I'm yeah. sure what you thought to what any of us thought it, it might be. Um, and that's an entirely different kind of, you know, how do you build your mojo back up from there as well? Um, what sort of things did you notice? Well, you know, the interesting thing is I think the number one thing that had to happen for me, which no one can teach you about until it happens and you can learn all this stuff and you can know all this stuff, but I think until you live it, um, and I'm sure the mummies listening would get this. I didn't get it until I lived it. So I apologize to any woman I never respected or honored enough with. <laughs> and my mum, of course, my mum, because I suddenly understand, <laughs> I stand so much more, but um, change of priorities. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, if anyone who um, reads Robin Sharma, the the monk who um, was he sold his Ferrari or something like that, it was, yeah. you know, his his books. I know that he had always something I remember was that is that well, basically the summary of it is the things you do reflects your highest values or, you know, whatever you do daily reflects your deepest values is what he said. And that was so true because I didn't have um, an experience with a child before, so I didn't actually have a child built into my daily values. Does that? Yeah. And yeah, and when you give birth, it's not, well, me personally, I I couldn't overnight, literally overnight. That's that's what happens. You know, you give birth one night and the next day you wake up and you've got to be a totally different person. Um, I couldn't switch. I just couldn't shift yeah. from my previous life prior to baby to mum life. My priorities had to shift and yet I couldn't change my schedule to reflect that change. And that really took me five, six weeks. I mean, you know it. I, I wished I could mm-hmm. could have said it was easy, but it was not easy. And all it took was some good people around me to say, look, you know, you got it. It's okay. You'll get through this. It's fine. But I had to give myself time to change that focus and change my priority. And that was a big one for me because um, the rest of it is is life. You just get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And mm. maybe just surrendering to that change as well. Oh, hell. <laughs> I didn't know how to surrender. <laughs> it's it's oh. just incredible when you don't have a, a reference point. Um, you know, they always say set your North Star and, and use that as your guidance. But if you don't have a life that had that child in it before, it's hard to have a North Star that included that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, Ash. Mm. I never actually thought of it like that, but yeah. because you've never had to prioritize that. It's like, you know, it's how do you shift that yardstick according to this new dynamic that you have? Yeah, it's, uh, super yeah, interesting. It's amazing. So what sort of things? Let's just talk because, I mean, there's so many different ways, ladies. I mean, the stories we get daily, uh, often people 
checking in with us saying, oh, you know, it's I've listened to this episode or I've done this and um, I was going so well with it. I, you know, I stuck to that diet. I was doing this. I was taking away this and I, I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was looking after myself and then suddenly I'm just not and I don't know what happened and I was doing such a good job. Um, what can I do? How can I get, get back on track? And I think that's really what um, this is all about today too is how when you've been trying hard to make changes in your life or you've been living a lifestyle you really want, why do you fall off track and then how do you get back on? Yeah, and I think that I don't think that there's any perfect answer for this and I think depending on where you're at in this stage of, um, you know, having gone down the rabbit hole or lost your, lost your mojo or, you know, potential burnout will depend on the strategies that you can use to bring yourself out of that as well. And you and I were just conversing that the strategies that I'm using at the moment are completely different from me than what they are to you. So I think this is good contrast between our personalities as well. Mm. And I know that for the first time, things that have really worked for me in the past are different to what I need right now. Um, And I think that is also reflective of the amount of pressure that I've been putting on myself as well. Um, So, for example, when I would say, um, you know, fall um, fall off the wagon previously or if I was wanting to, you know, change my commitment level to something, I would do the 100-day gong like I've talked yeah, to you yep. um, about before. You know, it was a really easy way for me to have complete and utter commitment um, and discipline around some things. Yeah. And that's worked perfectly for me before. But this time around, I just I could not the idea of committing to something more in my day um, and doing more just seemed um, completely incomprehensible. I could not um, even fathom the energy to think about what I could commit to in my next 100-day gong. And I think that that was reflective of the fact that I needed to do less of that very um, outward, very masculine doing activity. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, rather yeah. than the tasks and the lists and the, um, you know, the commitments and all of those sorts of things, I had to step back and turn inward and a bit more of that kind of feminine, energetic approach to um, stopping so much of the doing and more of the being. Mm. Does that does that kind of make sense? And that was true also for things like the exercise that I was doing. The idea of going and lifting heavy weights um, was just like, you know, <laughs> just something that I could not um, get my head around. And I was making all kinds of excuses not to do that. And then I just had to stop and go, okay, there's a reason why um, my body is just saying you need a different type of approach right now. And so I had to take my own advice and do things that were energy conjuring rather than energy expending. So um, things like restorative yoga, tai chi, qigong, those sorts of things have been much more um I guess, beneficial for me right now. And I'm not worried about um, the amount of energy that I'm expending or that I'm not, you know, increasing my metabolic rate or I'm not, you know, on some sort of weight loss journey or anything like that. It's just about restoring my body, restoring my energy. Um, And things like being in nature and walking is really helping as well. Isn't that amazing? If you've been listening to us for a while and you would hear that um, this is a beautiful example of 
the ebbs and flows in life. You know, like we talk about nature and cycles as human beings. We have these cycles in our lives as well where sometimes you need to be up, you need to be, you know, big crashing waves and other times you need to be down, you need to be, you know, slow, tidal, recede, just slow it all down. It's fascinating to see how you um, have adapted to what you needed at this point in time. That's um, mm. that's really awesome. And I think that's, if you're listening to this, it, look, it doesn't matter whether the scenario, because there's so many different scenarios, but we're not talking just maybe about being burnt out. It could be losing a job. It could be a major breakup or breakdown in your life. It could be, um, you know, so many different scenarios. You could have lost a lot of money. You could be, you know, <laughs> behind on your mortgage repayments, in debt, whatever it is, things get on top of us all. And mm-hmm. they come from stress points in so many different areas areas in our life that it's not really uh, helpful necessarily to always focus on what it is that's caused the problem, more look at what it is that you need to get out of that state. Um, yeah, and, that's, and allow you the capacity later yeah. on to maybe analyse why it happened in the first place yep. but not necessarily killing yourself at that time to fix all the problems right away. Yeah, because I, I mean, I've certainly worked with a patient of mine with after a major breakup and the best thing to, to for her, she felt, was to go into the um, big sort of body makeover thing where she was doing really high-intensity exercise but, you know, <laughs> trying, to deal, trying to deal with the emotions emotional stress that was underlying all of this and it wasn't too hard to see why six months later instead of feeling better than she ever felt which is what she was expecting she was feeling worse than she ever felt and still dealing with the heartbreak and you know physically broken down and yet she was looking better than she had looked in a long time so she's like but how is it I can look better but feel worse this doesn't make any sense and when you look at why um, instead of restoring her energy it's very helpful to go and do this extreme makeover as she wished to do but at the same time it didn't help her you know endocrine system her hormones her uh, mental emotional health she didn't address the underlying issues it was just yeah no it was um it was what she should she thought she should do and yet um she needed to really slow down stop and i wished i'd met her a bit sooner because <laughs> i think we could have could have had a conversations you know a few months before that that would have stopped her getting to the point that brought her into the practice so um, how classic is that of uh women and breakups though yeah we all, all of a sudden i've got to change my entire physicality because was i not enough was the way mm-hmm. that i looked not enough um and i'm sure that this doesn't always happen but yeah i think that um and i'm sure we've all been there as well that when a relationship is over even if it was your own doing sometimes it can be that that you know, reflection of, okay, now what do I have to change to be enough? Yeah. Um, or look at the same time though, it could be a new, new shift in goals and priorities. It could be, you know what, this is about mm-hmm. me. It's my turn. It's my time. I finally got to the point where, you know what, I can do this for me. I don't have to apologize to anyone else. I've wanted to do this. I'm going to do this. Um, I certainly know the past breakups for me. I usually accomplish some pretty kick-ass stuff. It's usually when I went and climbed a mountain or, you know, did something <laughs> really like, really, like really awesome. And I was, you know, not trumpeting my own you know ego here oh, but but just more that it. but it, nobody gave me inspiration mm-hmm. the breakup itself was a pain point that said well, you know what i'm going to do some stuff that i'm really proud of that i can be proud of for me about me and that was stuff that you went and went okay well what is it that i really want to do what is it i want to achieve and um yeah i can look so- back and think some of the best uh physical successes sort of sporting wise and stuff happened <laughs> in some of the saddest parts of my life because I <laughs> redirected that energy and used it really uh, really well for great constructive powerful energy 
So clearly just a, um, a trip to the hairdressers was not enough for you. So. Hell no. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely so not. And I never, you know, never did the, uh, you know, the whole physical like appearance makeover. I just went and did good stuff that I could be happy about for myself. And, um, you know, if other people noticed, awesome. If they didn't, I didn't really kind of worry too much. It was just more about me getting back in touch with me, which is one of the advice steps we have, isn't it? If, you, if you're stuck in that mojo, you know, slump and you're trying to work out what to do or, you know, what to, to start, where to start, I think the starting point has to be with you, um, in you, inside you. And it's, it's that mental state to start to become introspective about some of the thought processes that are happening mm. um, because unless you change your attitude and the patterns of thoughts that are running through your programming every single day, um, your life and your experiences don't change. You might get incredible opportunities land at your feet, but because your attitude and your your thinking patterns haven't changed, you don't even see them. They just pass you by. So for me, uh, the best place to start is always imagine where you want to be, start to shift your attitude, start to see what's possible. Um, you can work backwards to see where things went wrong. So you've got a starting point to go, okay, well, maybe this is something I need to work on. Or you can just look forwards and say, hey, you know what? That person emulates a lifestyle I really would love to have. How about we start to emulate a few of those things and start to mimic a few of the things they're doing really well and see how far I get with that. Yeah, awesome. So in conjuring some inspiration from from that, I like that. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the things that's worked for me is kind of similar along that line that what you were talking about, Ash, is I have had to be, um, and when I say the 100-day gong thing hasn't worked for me, but um, I've had to be quite disciplined with my morning routine. Yep. Um, so instead of getting up in the morning and say, you know, checking an email, which was so tempting, or um, thinking about, okay, what, what's next in the practice or whatever it might be, um, as soon as I'm waking up in the morning doing what I call like my morning kind of mindfulness. So it's 10 to 20 minutes of meditation and then some time of visualization. So Mm, I'm doing like a a meditation that um, really resonates with me at the time. Um, And then a visualization of, you know, a few things that I'm either working on or what I'm working towards Mm -hmm. so that even if my day turned to absolute crap, (laughs) then at least this vision and this picture that I have for myself and that I'm wanting to create in my life and in the future as well is still there. And I'm, I still have that, that vision. Um, and I even recorded just on my like little voice device on my phone, um, what that kind of plan or that visualization is so that when I was really struggling, it just helped me to put me, you know, instantly back into that headspace. Um, and then I could also, almost use that as a bit of a gratitude exercise as well. So um, irrespective of how I was feeling, I could then conjure the gratitude for exactly where I was, the lessons that this was creating for me. And it is just, it's the fastest way to shift that kind of negative headspace as well. Uh, So no matter where you are in your life or what you're doing, conjuring that gratitude for, you know, what it is that you have right now just created this sense of peace almost like a wave over my whole system that everything is okay (laughs) that's amazing and how how awesome is that too because you've just mentioned you could record it so some of us are audio audio based so some of us you know need that input to be heard others will want to put up post-it notes you know you might want to put post-it notes up on your mirror you know at uh at home you might want to write an inspiration board you might want to have 
quotes and things that inspire you or that make you feel good, but having those those pattern interrupts, those basically thought breaks, things that go, okay, I'm in a really, you know, maybe negative state, maybe sort of a bit of a depressive state. I'm not thinking clearly or well um, in order to make my life as good as it needs to be. I need my headspace to be really good. So surround yourself with the things, the tools, the resources that improve your headspace. So they could be audio tapes. You could listen to podcasts like us in the car on the way to work. Um, You know, it could be visuals on the board, on the wall. It could be I mean, I put screensaver. So how, how's this? My, my screensavers are things that inspire me. My background on the computer is something that is um, a bucket list thing. So it's a place I would love to go. Um, awesome. It happens to be the Rockies in Canada. So I've got this beautiful, you know, imagery that I can see. And one day I'm sure, I'm sure I will somehow go and I'll walk around some bend in the mountain and that will be the same photograph I have on my computer. I'm just sure of it. It'll happen because yeah. you see it so often it becomes reality. And um Another thing that I think is really powerful, and this is a bit of a tricky one. So, ladies, if you, this is you and you think, think of something, what is it that you do every single day, many times a day? Usually it's PIN codes, yeah? Oh, yeah. 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 How often do we use PIN codes or passwords? So, why not make your password, for example, something that's inspiring? Oh, I love that. I've never Something thought of that. Something that awesome, is Ash. a goal of yours because every time you enter your password, you are literally typing into your subconscious what it is you're wanting to achieve. How cool is that trick? That's awesome. Yeah, so, that's a great idea. I'm going to do like, that. Yeah, so shift a password to something that means something to you and all of a sudden when you're typing in it every day, believe it or not, it starts to resonate. It starts to make the vibrations in your cells uh, work towards something that you want to achieve. So I really think that, um, yeah, that power of that mindset, like you said, whether it be recorded, I, I think that's fantastic. I haven't done that before because maybe I'm not as um, auditory as you mm. are, but I certainly I'm very visual. So for me, it's visual stimulus. Um, but that's that's really cool. Oh, I love it. What other tricks have you got? I mean, I'm all about the wins. So it's <laughs> typical of my personality type. I, I need to win. So to win means um, not win like I need. I don't need gold medals. I just need success points. So I need to mm. have a few things that I go, look, I, I need to start to feel like I'm on a mission and I'm achieving something, that, that I'm more than just a person walking around every single day. I need to have some sort of purpose. So for me, it's starting with just a small win. It can be even just small tasks, ticking a box saying, oh, wow, cool. I really did you know, a good job today. I did one little thing that I really want to do, or um, maybe it's a bigger win and it takes a week to achieve. Um, but for me, it's really about ticking boxes. Like I, I need to feel as though I'm achieving something. Yeah. And I think that um, it's so easy for us to get stuck into that headspace as well, isn't it? Um, because if we're then not moving, you know, or perceivably moving forwards, mm. then that can be a really big source of distress. Um, yep, and I think that I was certainly putting way too much pressure on myself to like, you know, I've achieved massive, massive goals, but now I'm like, okay, what's next? <laughs> yes, and, you know, that's really it. stuck into that cycle of, okay, you know, practice is doing great. Now what? Now what? And there was no um, celebration of that success. There was no um, moment to just bask in the, um, even just the process of, of achieving such a massive goal and that's happened. Um, but it was always just like, okay, what's the next thing? What now? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that that is definitely um, a product of, 
I think the just the environment that we're in at the moment, um, and particularly because of probably the unrealistic expectations that we have from things like social media and you know that. But Ash, I totally get what you mean by that purpose-driven um, life. Though I think one of my greatest fears would be to have just that life of mediocrity. Um, so I yeah. everything that I do has to have a very deep purpose for me. Otherwise, what the hell's the point? Yeah, um, why, why do you get up in the morning if it's not something that um, <laughs> that lights your fire? If it's not something that gives you a, a tingle inside at times? Um, so that's that's what we're talking about: how to get out of that space when you get stale or stagnate. Um, how do you get that sparkle back? So you know, you set yourself up for small wins, and I really think that this mm-hmm. is an important one: is that. If, for example, in the past you did something really well, you haven't done it for a while, go back and just do something that's going to build your confidence again. So go back to something you're really good at, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter what it is. It could be it could be art. It could be physical. It could be just, you know, achieving crossword puzzles. I don't know, something that you enjoy, that you're good at, that you can see reward from that you've done and you do well. Um, and sometimes <laughs> singing in the shower. <laughs> yeah. And look, if it give, hey, hey, singing gives you the, the happy vibes. We know yeah. it hits your serotonin. Yeah happy hormones so um if that's what it does that's what it yeah. you know you need to do then awesome. do it but it's about doing things that um something you're good at and what that does it, it boosts your self-assurance and your self-confidence and isn't it so true that once you start to get that that ball rolling that little bit of self-confidence builds it kind of keeps building you you go from one maybe small thing and you take a chunk of something else a little bit bigger and then you achieve a chunk of something else a little bit bigger than that and suddenly you you know you're really back to that place where you want to be which is is inspired and exciting and that's also another problem though isn't it you you've done something so amazing you've started a practice built this vision that's taken months and years in probably you know 10 years ago you probably had this vision for this practice mm-hmm. you had certain details about this practice and all of a sudden you've brought it to life the thrill and the excitement of bringing something to life and its physical form and and manifesting and showing that and then you walk through and that thrill of you know going and buying bits and pieces for the practice is gone because it's full yeah and then you don't like that creativity is kind of gone and now it's about the day-to-day of actually well i've got to make this business work i need to keep you know things happening and now what's the next step like okay so what what's going to keep it exciting um so you know that's that's something where goal setting in small chunks first is really powerful because you set a few little small goals tick a few tasks and then they lead to bigger things yeah yeah exactly i like that what else do you Um, have for people what do you think that um you find that most people if they're in a a slumpy state what would you say i mean i'm not going to quote yoga and stuff because if you told me to go do some yoga i'd be like yeah andy that's really not my thing (laughs) give me give me give me another idea um, (laughs) and you know i i struggled to do like find time for anything because time seemed so compressed yeah so i literally rsvp'd no to everything Oh, hurrah, um, powerful. That's yeah, awesome. And just because it was like I just for the purpose of the fact that time just seems so compressed. So I literally RSVP'd no to everything. And even the things that I probably really should have gone to, I, I just oh, didn't. And should, I should, no, absolute, you didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. I feel, um, I don't feel any kind of regret or guilt about any of those things. Um, because I had to always think, okay, what is the best use of my time right now in this moment? Yeah. And um, for sometimes it may have been just spending time with Tiaki. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> puppy love. That was yeah, exactly, because that's what conjured that energy for me, and that's exactly what I needed in that moment. Um, one thing that I think that I we struggle with is actually asking for help. Yes, um, and actually 
having that safety net to fall back on and, and kind of admitting like not weakness, but admitting that you need help. Um, so, you know, relying on my girlfriends, uh, and you know, my family and that sort of thing. But I also, I hired more staff because so we welcomed Rebecca to the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, we, yeah. So that was great. Um, so we've hired more staff, which is awesome. Um, you know, I've spoken to the people who are our mentors now, coaches who, Mm. um, you know, we can kind of fall back on in that sense. So, uh, as difficult as it is sometimes, but asking for help because you have, you know, you never know what will come out of that. Um, and the responses that you'll get as well. Um, but at the same time, also being cautious of the advice that you get, because sometimes, you know, that fix, fix, fix approach may not be what you need in that moment as well. I found it fascinating um, when you ask for help as well. It's amazing how sometimes your people you least expect maybe have um, connections or resources that they can link up for you. Like it's maybe if they can't fix or help what you know you need right then, they know someone who can and suddenly you've got these links and networks opening up to you. Suddenly it's like, oh, actually, I've got a mate who does that or I've got a friend who does that. And you're like, oh, really? Wow. I was stressing about that. And you've just got someone you know that you can ask. That's That's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And I found as well that um, from that time and interaction that I had with my girlfriends, the amount of joy that I got from having very deep, very, you know, I, I guess what I probably thought is very deep intellectual conversations, um, that was real soul food for me. Um, and I felt like I needed a lot of that. So actually, um, you know, indulgently making time for that, which was really great. Um, and and then once coming out of that going, wow, I can't believe how much I needed that. Yeah, um, beautiful. So that um, time and time again, you know, I really do think that we have that biological imperative to spend time with our girlfriends um, so, and, and don't yeah. feel guilty for that. Yeah. Um, the, you know yeah. what? I think what we're summarising there is be careful who you surround yourself with isn't it? It's really like there's so many examples of this, but whoever you surround yourself with shapes and determines big parts of your life. So it's so important uh, who you spend time with. I say far, far away from negative people when I'm in a space where I need, you know, more support and more nurturing. Mm. The last thing I need is negative, the Debbie Downers. Um, I hate, to, sorry <laughs> if your name's Debbie too. That's not a, not meant to be a <laughs> mean thing, but just those things that where it's like, wow, I really don't have time or energy to take on other people's stuff right now. I need to be around people that are up, that are moving forward, that are getting out there, getting things done people that can inspire me, support me. Um, that's really interesting when you need that positivity in your life. Yeah. Get get yourself around positive people or spend time around beautiful friends like your Tiaki where, you know, <laughs> Tiaki doesn't necessarily yeah. speak to you like a human, but there's lots of love and energy that's uh, changing there that gives you the support and the, the nurturing that you need at that time. So I think that's so, so powerful. And Ash, I think that that can also come in the form of digitally as well. So it's like, who are the people that you're surrounding yourself with or you're taking, um, you know, inspiration and energy from? And it may not be just in that physical sense of that closeness to you, but also who are you following on social media? Ooh, so unfollow, um, unfollow, unfollow. Not us, not uh, us though. <laughs> no, oh no, definitely not us. Um, but you know what? I went through a bit of a digital detox. I unfollowed a whole bunch of people who were not serving me um, on social media. Um, and I found that that was you know, really, really helpful because so much of it was just absolute crap. Um, and if you look at my newsfeed now, it's probably full of puppies and like <laughs> Ashley's pictures of Ollie and that's well, that's, that's lovely. And, now I think that's a, that's something I'm due to do as well. It sounds like that's a very liberating thing to do. 
Oh, it felt amazing because I think um, on some level when I felt like I wasn't doing enough, all of these things were a reminder to me that um, you need to be doing this, you should be doing that, you know, there's all this pressure. But then that social media world is just such crap and none of it is real life. Um, so just unfollowing some of that was quite cathartic and I also moved all of my social media apps into like its own individual folder and I put it off the main screen that I look at all the time on my Ooh, phone good one just so that I can't remember who I heard that from I'm sure that there's you know one of those techniques that's flying around but just so that it wasn't that constant like open my phone go straight to a social media app mm. um very mindlessly like it was my whenever I do or check things, I have to do it much more purposefully. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a good sort of cathartic thing that I did, um, which I liked. Um, and now I know we're running out of time. So maybe we'll just run through like some like really quick things um, that were just like easy little unlocks. And one is obviously you're going to hear this pretty much every single episode, but sleep. Um, I found that I needed more of it. And I need to go to bed early. So I just listened to my body with that. Um, Ash, I know that this is something that you're <laughs> <laughs> probably are not going to be able to get a handle on right now and it may be coming in all sorts of different times of the day as well but how are you going with sleep at the moment um look i could say i need more um but what i've found remember we talked about strategies to help overcome challenge and for me challenge is the lack of sleep well guess what i'm probably not going to be able to get more of it right now <laughs> at, at 10 weeks old yeah. ollie has his needs and he has the needs that um infants have and they get up in the middle of the night and they feed multiple times and i would love to stay in bed and stay asleep but i can't that's his needs and i'm i'm there to serve him right now at this point in his life and i'm sure forever after <laughs> but um so what i found was more powerful for me was to just shift my perspective to yeah. just shift where I'm at it's phenomenal how even when you're fatigued you can run on six hours sleep when your headspace is right but if you're walking around all day going oh my god I'm so tired I was up 10 times last night I wish I got more sleep I wish I could still be in bed um you're talking yourself through the problem right there so I found I'd even bother going there and people say oh you know how's it sleeping it might sound a bit delusional I'm like yeah not bad for me, not bad is like I'm functioning. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, you know, in the future I'll get more sleep. But right now, this is just where it is. So I'm okay with that. He's a newborn. He needs needs more love and attention than any other time in his life, really. So, um, yeah, for me, just shift perspective. I'm so I'm so cool with it now. I'm really, um, I'm functioning at a much higher level than I expected at this stage. Ash, and that's amazing. And that's really inspiring. That it definitely speaks volumes to the strength of your, um, oh, I, I just guess your, your entire personality and everything that makes you that superwoman that you are. It's just like, you know what? This is the way it is. So I'm just going to shift my focus around it. I can't change the fact that Ollie needs to wake up during the night to feed. Um, and it may not be perfect, but what else are you going to do? Dwell on it? Yeah. Allow yeah. that to drain your energy. That's awesome. I love that. And I think really shifting that headspace and also silencing that voice in your head that tells you how terrible that situation is <laughs> or you know in any other situation it might be silencing that mean girl or that judgmental voice and just going no stop I'm not giving that any energy can Ooh, be quite um, yeah. can be quite cathartic as well but it requires that discipline to do so am I allowed um, to share a little tip here because this is one thing I've yeah. used forever okay cool because I think that mean girl thing is just you've nailed it so much of a woman's life involves trying to deal with mean girl with this uh, our own worst enemy you know that inner yeah. voice the SOS technique. Learned this years ago. It's so cool. Um, SOS, so acronym. S being stop and take a breath. So whenever you're getting that, you know, negative headspace, whoa, slow it down, stop, take a breath, interrupt the cycle. 
Mm. O is to observe what you're saying to yourself and how it makes you feel. So if it doesn't make you feel good, if it's not what you'd say to your best friend, if it's not the language you use with someone you care about, then what are you talking to yourself like that for? And then S, shift your response. So stop, take a breath, observe what you're saying, shift your response, and it's incredible how quickly you can get out of that um, space of negativity. Oh, I love that. Mm. SOS. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Man, this is full of gold today. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it that uh, when we have these interactions that I can also take so much away from it as well. And this is what I mean by this interaction with you, Ash, is soul food for me. So I know that after we podcast, like I have so much energy because of the interaction that we have. And I think this is also why we get such beautiful feedback from so many women saying that we kind of just bounce off each other. And I definitely feel like that's the case as well. We do what Um, we love. That's what it comes down to, isn't it? We're not doing this as an obligation because we should be doing it because we have to do it. We do it because we want to do it. And that's that um, space of love and purpose and drive and mission. Um, So no wonder it comes so easily. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So a few little other um, hacks that that I've used. Um, Mm -hmm. Listening to my body with food as well was really important. And I always, like for me, food is... Uh, always a bit of a non-negotiable, but when I'm feeling that I'm wanting more caffeine and more sugar, I'm like, okay, um, what is the pattern interrupt? Um, And I know that when you're trying to get your mojo back, that sedating your system with sugar, alcohol, whatever it might be that you're using as kind of that escapism um, that's giving you that instant gratification is not going to help you to change that situation. So that's where I, again, I had to have a little bit more discipline, but be gentle with myself as well. If it wasn't perfect, I wasn't going to beat myself up about it. But I also felt in that moment that I needed more greens. I needed more energy conjuring food, which for my system meant more, essentially more veggies, more salads, um, more of that sort of stuff and less meat and less animal protein. Um, So, you know, just for this short period of time, I've changed my diet around ever so slightly. um, And, you know, things are a little bit different in that sense. And I will do that for as long as it feels right to my body. And I've also had to be a lot more vigilant with taking my supplements that I am requiring right now, because, you know, I I don't always take things, you know, I go through ebbs and flows of what my body will need. And as what we always think, you know, a vitamin or supplement, a mineral, a herb, whatever it might be, should supplement an excellent diet. You know, you can't, there is no sort of other way around it. You can't overcompensate for a really crappy diet by taking, you know, vitamin C or whatever it might be. It doesn't work that way. So in this moment right now, I've had to be much more vigilant with making sure I'm taking the things that I require for my body right now. Um, And also it sounds so simple. I didn't realize how dehydrated I was, particularly at the end of a big day um, in practice, because I'm constantly on the go. I'm constantly talking and I would finish a shift and I haven't had even a sip of water. How crazy is that? Um, so like literally reminding myself, and that's why my staff is so amazing because they will literally send me messages saying things, funny little things like, hey, Andrea, this is your kidneys talking. Um, we're shriveled up little like prunes right now. <laughs> like, you know, fetus, which is so cute, but yeah. just that, you know, that reminder like, wow, how can my headspace work if it's completely like if I've totally dehydrated my system? Um, some other Good little ones. tools that have worked for me, um, you know, I've been doing things like EFT or tapping, um, um, I've been working with a kinesiologist. I'm having some NET or some neuroemotional technique. Um, you know, all of these things that um, for me work really well for my system and everybody is going to be different and everybody is going to um, resonate with different modalities. Um, 
So I would definitely encourage you to find practitioners that work for you um, and that can help support you through that journey as well. Beautiful. And I say plan a holiday <laughs> when, you're, uh, when, you're, when you're overloaded and you've just, you know, been working so hard so long. Reward yourself. You talked about saying how you've been achieving such amazing things but didn't actually stop and check in and say, wow, I've done so much. I deserve something. You know, I, I need to reward myself for this. So um, don't forget, reward yourself for successes, even the small wins, because they um, reinforce the positive behaviors that get you moving towards the things you really, really want. So um, plan a holiday, reward your successes. Um, make sure you're being true to yourself as well. Just do what you want, do what you love. Don't do what you should have to or think you can, you know, do. I would say, unless it's something I want to do, um, maybe start to learn that technique you've been using lately. And that's no, no, thank you. Prefer not to, not today, um, <laughs> maybe yeah. next time. So learning that you're not a yes, yes, yes person, saying no, you know, being true to yourself and, um, and, creating that space to recover, replenish, restore, revive. And uh, like we said, get your mojo back. Austin Power style, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome, ladies. Okay, we hope that you have taken something away from today's episode. We would love to know what works for you because this is a journey for the two of us as well and we may definitely benefit from some of the things that um, the tools in your toolbox. So please communicate with us on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash the wellness women. Um, we've just hit over 10,000 likes on there which is pretty damn cool. So, High fives. You know, <laughs> Celebrate yeah, the wins. Awesome. <laughs> well done. Thank you so much uh-huh. for your support, guys, that are listening. It's uh, thanks to you. Otherwise, there's no one clicking and liking and sharing <laughs> and that. So uh, really appreciate your support too. Um, make sure that you've subscribed to the podcast on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating if you think we deserve it. We would love your comments. It really does make a difference. Make sure you're sharing this information with your girlfriends if you think that they can benefit from it as well. You can follow us on Instagram, underscore the wellness women too. Um, and ladies, we would love to hear from you. Let us know what you want to hear as well because we certainly are taking requests for the episodes to give you the information that will best serve you. And until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.